Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I feel so blessed to be able to come here and do this job and be with you. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm looking forward to the show today. Patrick's going to join me in just a minute, the Monday afternoon mix. We're going to dive into a great passage from Galatians chapter 5, which I'm excited about. So Dr. Ann Bradley is going to join me. She's one of my favorite economists that's going to talk about what's going on in our economy and how are we going to deal with rising inflation, and she will have some great um, ideas for us. And then uh, Mike Novotny is going to join me as well. So that's the plan for today. Patrick always helps me get Monday started on a little bit of a lighter note. He is uh, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa and the prestigious town of West Des Moines. Patrick, welcome. Hi, thank you. You know what? Mm. West Des Moines, yes. I I have a little trivia for you on that. Give it to me. well, so of course, the the in Des Moines, it's the S's are silent. It's it's silent on the des and on the moines. Uh, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago that was near a town called Des Plaines. And you <laughs> pronounce the S's, but you didn't pronounce the S in Illinois. You wouldn't you wouldn't say Des Plaines, Illinois. They would say, well, that is incorrect. So I remember asking uh, somebody who I considered an expert, why do we pronounce the S's in Des Plaines? And he said, because if we didn't, you would sound like Tattoo from <laughs> Fantasy Island. Oh. Hmm? <laughs> <Da> plane. <laughs> this trivia may or may not be accurate. You should have you run that one by me before you did it on the air. <laughs> because <laughs> you don't like to laugh, do you? I don't. You don't like... I don't. <laughs> well, I want you to have a good moment. Oh, that is game, very stupid. Know? That is so stupid. <laughs> and you know I love stupid, so well, thank you for that. I I do know you love stupid. Yeah. But I am in for, I am from prestigious uh, West <laughs> Des Moines. <laughs> the, the silent S's. Well, that'll stick with me uh, now for the rest of this show. Thank you very much, Patrick Albanese. <laughs> You didn't see that uh, coming I didn't, from a I mile didn't, away? No, I didn't. Well, I mean, I did, but I didn't. So I didn't know where you were going with it. But at a certain point in time, we start to see the, the joke approaching. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. And hopefully it's not too far out. But, um, yeah. So, you know, oh, you're doing great. You're doing good. great today. Yeah. So, you know, last week on the show, I offered the, up this little, I don't like the word challenge, but I, I was just encouraging, prodding, hoping that people would take me up on my suggestion. And that was a little thing I called two out of the blue where you're going you're gonna to reach out to two people that you really have not connected to in a long, long time, and you're going to get mm-hmm. a hold of them, phone call, visit, text, email, whatever, and just to see what happened. Now, if you participated in that and you were so motivated to reach out to someone out of the blue and you got a little story for us to tell, we would love to hear it. Yeah. So you can even, even if you just did one for the fun, you know, one for the fun, that's, that's yeah. ex- one for the fun. That's acceptable. too. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be eight, seven, seven, nine, three, three, two, four, eight, four. I'll get the show started with some examples of mine. And I have to tell you, doing this created the biggest adrenaline buzz in a long time, because when you're 
calling someone you haven't spoken to in 15 or 20 years, as you're dialing the number, you're starting to just almost feel like that sense of excitement and like they're going to die when they hear my voice. And in fact, it was really fun. I went and visited um, a friend of mine's mother in the retirement home. I haven't seen her in 25 years. That was so out of the blue for her. She thought it was just fantastic. It was really nice. She's 96. It was really fun. Wow. And then I reached out to a friend of mine I haven't spoken to in 15 years, and he we started talking like we haven't missed a beat. Uh, we haven't missed a day. And he's, Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and he said, I had a heart attack last January, and I would love to get together. So we're having lunch on Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. That's it. That I would call that uh, uh, a successful two out of the blue. Yeah, that was my two, and then I I was having so much fun doing it that I did about three or four more, and the response was always, you know, overwhelming. It is so nice that you reached out. Thank you for keeping in touch. It means so much. And you know, how are you? And it was just uh, it's kind of a love fest, actually. Well, now, and, and just a tip for the people who are thinking of trying this, the people you reach out to should be people you have known in the past. <laughs> exactly. Do not make my mistake. Exactly. <laughs> or you'll get an, a lot of responses that say, uh, and who are you? <laughs> but uh, it is fun. So I, I reached out to five people because I didn't. Get, I, I still haven't gotten a response from three. Okay. Uh, now, and, and part of that is is because it's been so many years I had to track them down on social media. I no longer have active phone numbers. Right. Uh, you know, when you're when you're trying to find you, you know, a, a guy who was your your eighth grade buddy. Right. Uh, that's not easy to do. You don't you don't know where he lives anymore. And then another one was a high school buddy. Uh, I and then I reached out to various people I worked with. I reached out to a guy that you and I both happened to know that last year had a brain tumor, just to mm-hmm. say, hey, thinking of you. And, right. Glad to hear you're on the mend and hope it's all going well. I haven't heard back from him yet, but, I, but I'm hoping to. Uh, the first guy that responded to me, I, I haven't seen since 80, 90, 91. So it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, he's retired. So we're no longer on speaking terms because <laughs> if you're going to get to retire and you're my age, wait a second, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Uh, but no, it was actually it was really great fun. You know, great to hear from you. Uh, it was it was fantastic. And then the uh, the other person that uh, did get a hold of me was actually the eighth grade buddy. So I went to, and, and it was so strange. And maybe this happened to you or, or other people. You think about somebody. And one of the things that comes with it is a memory, of, of course, like something that you probably laughed about, mm-hmm. most likely. Like the, the guy that I worked with uh, that is now retired, uh, we used to work together and we were in the restaurant business and uh, we were such a great team. We always made a lot of money, had a lot of fun, and we, 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 were, we were joking how, uh, you know, I still haven't spent that money we made in 87, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I've tried. I've made some really bad investments. Uh, but the eighth grade buddy, it, it's kind of interesting. We went to the same with St. James uh, grade school. And th- it made me think of, we would we would laugh at, oh, so we had a fight song. Did you did you have a fight song at your grade school? Not in grade school. Okay. So, junior high. This is our junior high. We had a fight song for the Bulldogs, the St. James Bulldogs. And we, w- we would laugh at, at the lyrics would be, St. James is better than most. 
<laughs> I just, I just, that's the opening line. We're not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're better than most. And that is, we may be modest, but we have to boast. And we would just laugh about those two lines. And going, you know, modest, and yet here you are talking about, well, we're better than most. <laughs> what kind of a fight song is that? <laughs> uh-huh. So it made I, I thought of him, and I thought of the fight song. And so I said, uh, do you remember that ridiculous fight song that we had that just said, we're not so good? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. And and, and I started thinking, of it, it's amazing how it gets that, the, the memory you say, oh, what about my old friend Mark? Oh, I have to contact this person. Oh my gosh, what happened to those two people? Mm-hmm. They were they were they were they were having they were just about to have their first baby, and I lost contact with them. And that child is probably twenty two now. Long yeah. time. Yeah, but it gives me kind of it was kind of an adrenaline buzz as I was doing it because the anticipation of them answering or getting your text or your email and responding and just to see the response it was so overwhelmingly enjoyably positive and it yes. was so appreciative and i've gotten already a couple of um emails and text messages from friends that have followed up saying i still can't believe you reached out oh it was so great to hear from you and you just think boy this didn't take a lot of effort and no. the, the, the dividend that paid off is really nice. And now, I mean, I, I'm seeing a friend for lunch on Friday I haven't seen in 15 years or so. And he's gone through some health issues, and it's going to be really nice to sit, uh, talk and find out what's going on in his life spiritually. And right now I've got this beautiful opportunity. Uh, well, I'm stunned at, you know, maybe it just takes you this much later in life or, or brush with death, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, to sometimes say, I'm I'm much more open to uh, hearing God's message now. Much mm-hmm. more open. You know, I'm older, I'm wiser, I've, I've been through the silliness and the foolishness, and so let, let's talk seriously. Yeah. It is a good opportunity. Yeah. So if anybody remembered, I only mentioned it once, so I'd, I'd be surprised if anybody went ahead and did it, but if you did it and wanted to share your experience, was your experience when you reached out to someone out of the blue super positive? Let me know. We'd love to hear your little story. We'd love to share it. You can, of course, remain anonymous, but the number is 877-933-2484. Patrick and I sure had fun doing it, and I hope you did it as well. And if you didn't do it, this is still a good reminder. I think it's really worth doing. You go to someone that you haven't been in contact with for years and years, and someone that would hear from you, and it would be something really out of the blue, and they would... I love, hopefully love hearing from you. So we'll take a little break. When we come back, lots more with my friend and colleague from the great state of Des Moines, without the S's, Patrick Albanese. We'll be right back. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Welcome to the show. Glad you're with me today. Happy Monday. Hope your weekend was good and I hope your day's been going well. I just love spending this time with you and today to get the show started, Patrick Albanese is my guest. We like to talk about what's going on in the world from a lighter perspective, because I tell you, there is so much heaviness going uh, right on right now in the world. 
And Patrick, you found mm-hmm. some levity in your Mr. Coffee at work, and that, that made me happy. Well, Mr. Coffee, I've discovered, is a thief. <laughs> <laughs> and explain that. Well, uh, so at work, I, I, I fill the pot to the 10-pot line. I put it into the coffee maker. I put the coffee grounds in, and when I come back after the brew, uh, is, after the brewing is done, there are eight cups. <laughs> so Mr. Coffee every day is drinking two cups of my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, if this is happening on a global scale, yeah. This is how he got the name. This is how he got the moniker, Mr. Coffee, by the way. He's he's not just, his name's not just on the product. He's a customer. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Coffee has been, uh, you, you, okay, I'll give you another little bit of levity. Because we were talking, one of the friends, somebody just sent me an article from of when my local little old paper about our restaurant, the uh, South China Chop restaurant that, fi- that closed after, I forget how many years, and the body of the article is the entire menu saying, here is a sample of the things you can no longer buy. <laughs> <laughs> and it has the whole menu, the whole menu. You, you can no longer get chicken with mixed vegetables. You can't get the diet chicken. You can't get any of it. You can't get the chicken with broccoli. All of it's gone. So I guess that's kind of maybe a humorous way of presenting the sad news that, you know, a, a place you grew up with. I remember eating there with my mom. Wow. Yeah, when you get used to certain items being available and then they no longer are available, always makes you a little crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, even though, obviously, I haven't eaten at this place in 30-some-odd years, so uh, it's not like I was about to rush out and, you know, pick up uh, some Mushu Gai, Mugu Gai Pan or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, you know, I think that's how sometimes these places go. You just forget to go. And then suddenly everybody forgets to go, and and then it's gone. Yeah. Well, that's a little yeah. bit like how friendships can kind of drift apart. Um, people get a new cell phone number. You don't really get it. You don't know how to get a hold of somebody. An e- email address comes back, doesn't work anymore, and you start to think, I haven't talked to my friend in 15 years, and I don't know how to get a hold of him. How does that happen? I don't know, and, and I, I don't like it. And and then do you ever play the game in your head where you say, when was the last time we spoke? Because there was a last time, mm-hmm. you know, just like there was a last time you put on some roller skates. Right. Uh, for some of us, there was never a first time. But, um, you know, there was a last time that you did a lot of things. You went skiing or the last time you went to a, 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 a certain restaurant. And to me, the, the, the saddest ones are the last time you spoke to a friend and you didn't know it at the mm-hmm. time that that day, that that meeting for lunch might be the last time you speak to each other. I know. And then 10 years goes by. And I have that thought often with holiday time with family and relatives and thinking, I, I don't want to have dark thoughts, but you think, I wonder if this would be the last time we're ever all together as this group. Yeah. Not to take stuff for granted. I think that's the goal of that is not to take any of those uh, times for granted. But, you know, and, and I know that sometimes people might look at what you just said and say, well, I said it's a little on the dark side, but uh, there are some of us out there, and this I'll include me in that group, that in order to overcome my own laziness at times, because I might say, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to make that drive to Chicago. Um, you know, as you recall, when my mother was, my mother had a number of months left to live. Uh, she was getting toward the end end. And she had, they said, three to six months left to live. 
So I was heading from Des Moines, don't pronounce the S's, up to uh, Minneapolis, and I just decided I'm going to take a trip over to Chicago, go way out of my way, pop into her um, into her uh, um, hospital room and spend a couple hours with her. And then the very next morning, I will pop up to Minneapolis. And I got to her hospital room and she passed an hour later. So talk about I, God's I, divine timing in your life and her life for you. Yeah. Yep. And she would have been alone. Mm. And I just happened to show up and I did it on a fluke. And part of me said, oh, do you really want to go this many miles out of your way? It's like, well, you know, it's like, we've got six months. I didn't have six months. Yeah, I had hours. So, and then Patrick, as we that watch, motivates me, yeah, it does yeah. motivate. And as you watch the news and you see how people's lives are being uprooted instantly, they're grabbing a bag of stuff from their house or apartment and getting on a train and going to Poland or mm-hmm. Romania. And you think their lives have been completely upended and how it really, in my heart, I'm thinking, Bill, don't take anything for granted, nothing. And make no. sure you're spending time reaching out to people that that you know, that you love, don't let things slip through the cracks. Well, those are the important things. And, and, and I think the sad thing in life is often we spend so much of our energy on the unimportant things and we forget those important things. Uh, and I don't like that. I do have to be reminded of it, you know, but I, I've come up with a good way of, of reminding myself of that. Sometimes it's my wife saying, you know, you haven't talked to your stepfather in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give him a call. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, she's just a a great person for reminding me of those things. Um, You know, it's, 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 it's a good habit to be in, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And when you think, when you're at a gathering and it's Christmas or Thanksgiving or Easter and you're with family and you, you look around and you just want to make sure that you're, you're, um, you know, at peace with people and, and that you have s- said forgiveness and making, make sure that you're in a good place because you never know what's next. You never know what's next. Yeah. And sometimes you're that person that gives them that, that those bright days. Mm-hmm. Be that, be that, be that person. Be, That's yeah. not that hard to do, yeah. is it? Yeah. And I think the little exercise this last week of reaching out and trying to connect to people out of the blue was really motivating for me. It, it reminded me how easy it is, how joyful it is. Uh, Saturday, I just had this, literally, I had this adrenaline buzz from having joyful connections with people that I love and care about and I just haven't spoken to in forever. And they were just so mm-hmm. appreciative that I had made the effort to reach out. And, and you know, the, the silly thing is it's not effort. No. I did have to, I, I will honestly admit, I did have to overcome some inertia. And you checked in with me, uh, I think it was, it was it Saturday? And you said, gentle reminder, yep. you know, we're going to be talking about our two out of the blue and uh, don't know if you've done it. And I said, I've started. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But I couldn't understand what my reluctance was. You know, and the reluctance was, what's the worst thing somebody could say? Why are you contacting me? Yeah. So I put, I would put that in the body of the text. I would say, hey, just so you know, I'm not very sick and I don't need to borrow money. (laughs) 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 That, uh, I think that was an icebreaker, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. There's no strange reason for me contacting you other than it's been a, it's been years and I thought I would say hi. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that's fun. Yeah. So, you know, as the way COVID has changed the way we do social life to a large degree, and we talked about this last week, that you would think having more time in, alone would motivate you to reach out more often. And maybe for some of you, you did. And for others, you felt more isolated than usual and you reached out less. Um, sometimes people have a hard time reaching out when they don't feel like they have particularly good news to share or they don't know um, what what they're going to say. Yeah. And when with COVID lockdowns, we had so much more free time than we've we're ever been used to. And that was all the time we were going to accomplish all these great things that we would we said if I had more time. And it was hard to get to them. And I think the lockdown had a psychological effect that it just it, it kind of sapped motivation sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to know that at the end of this exercise out of the blue, it's a very positive thing. The, 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 you're going to get a very nice, you know, a nice feeling from, oh, boy, am I glad I did that. Mm-hmm. Boy, am I glad I did yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Dave, a listener said, I've been reaching out to old friends now for a few years. And more recently, one was a former coworker who was in the news. So I contacted him and we got together a couple of times. Another was an old family friend and we corresponded back and forth. And then I stopped hearing from him. His grandmother and my grandmother were close, as were our parents. But our generation stopped keeping in touch. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. They never had trouble. They had, they had those funny phone numbers, you know, <laughs> CL7. Right. Walnut <laughs> 53287. Yep. I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Our, we had them growing up. Hey, I want you to know I just got a phone call. It said that thanks to my uh, good credit, I've been pre-approved, pre-approved to buy a tank of gas. So that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of positive things happening, <laughs> positive things in motion. Yeah. These uh, prices are, uh, they're they are never seen quite this high. No. So we have the grocery, you know, fuel saver thing. Mm-hmm. And my wife uh, calls me up. She says, I'm heading to the gas station. I have a $1.40 per gallon on my card. So we started backing cars up <laughs> like we were heading out of town. <laughs> we, we bought as we, they let us buy 20 gallons, but we saved almost $30. Wow. And, uh, you know, so there, sometimes there are ways. Now we had to buy $2,000 worth of groceries <laughs> to get that. <laughs> But we'll eat that food eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Clear we'll out that clear out that uh, spare bedroom just to store the peanut butter. Yes, yes. I might have to make room for some of the yogurt that I bought. I have to move that fresh side of beef, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. we didn't get as much of a turnout uh, from listeners as I thought we might. I thought we might get a couple good stories of people that reached out, but yeah. we only mentioned oh. it, we only mentioned it once one day. You know what? Maybe people say, oh, I didn't listen last week. Uh, I'm going to do this. What are they talking about? Yeah, it's still fun to do. We called yeah. it two or you out might of the get a couple of, maybe you'll get some emails during the show. Yeah. Reach out to somebody yeah. you haven't talked to in a while. Find two people you could just reach uh, and call and connect with out of the blue. They'll love hearing from you. All right, Patrick, yeah. thanks so much for joining me. Have a great Thank rest you. of the day. Thanks, yep. You too. Patrick Albanese from Des Moines, the great state of Iowa. He's been my guest After a short break, the Monday afternoon mix is up next. We're going to study Galatians 5. Be right back.
Pastor David Miles, who's right here in studio for the Monday afternoon mix, PDM and Rosie B. Mix, 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 mix. mix. <laughs> it always feels so good when, when, when David walks into the studio. I agree. Right? He lights it up. He does. Oh, my goodness. He lights it up. Yep. Very seldom does he do the show by phone. He's usually always here, which I appreciate. Well, no. you know, I, I love being in studio and getting to be able to see people. And uh, really love our listening audience and our listening family. And I'm thinking of people today who are driving down the one, the I-680 in Omaha and you're passing Pacific Street and you're on your way home and heading and saying, like, what kind of day is this? Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we want to let you know that we see you and that we love you and, and that we are so appreciative of you as well as folks that are driving down yeah. the, you know, U.S. 218 or passing your, West Commercial. Yeah, or mm-hmm. you're farming in Waterloo. Right? Yeah, and this right. is Waterloo. And you know what's neat that I found out about this this little location here in Waterloo? There's a John Deere tractor and engine museum. And being person from North Dakota, mm. you know, uh, that means something. I was going to say, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, and, right? you know, uh, one of the one of the pastors I know, one day he, he told me what part of Minnesota he was from. And I said to him, I said, well, green, red, or blue? And he looked at me and said, okay, green, red, or blue, or light blue? And he still looked and he said, I said, Case, John Deere, you know, or, or Ford. He's like, oh, man. He's like, I haven't had someone ask me that for, for a long time. And, you know, the beautiful thing about tractor equipment is this, is that no matter whether it's Case, IH, whether it's Ford, whether it's Steiger, uh, whether it's, you know, John Deere, at the end of the day, the purpose of them is to bring in the harvest. Nice. And that's, that's as you're listening today, we have different church families that, that we belong to. And, and, but the purpose that the Lord said is that, you know, the harvest is plentiful and the laborers, whether mm-hmm. green, red, or blue, or light green, are few. So we want to just enlist mm-hmm. you. So I've always wanted to drive a tractor as my, as my everyday car. That way I would always get the parking spot I wanted. <laughs> and have people honk at you behind uh, as, a, as you're going five miles an hour. Excuse me, sir. I'm going to have to move your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a go. task. Yeah. I have to say something really neat is sitting behind a, um, sitting in, in a combine with a field of um, just golden wheat in front of you. And, you know, you're not, you're doing a very slow speed, but mm-hmm. there's something just, something very just beautiful and rich and peaceful about it, you know. I, but I have to say, one of the, the families that I was doing it with, the Gackle family out in, in Cullum, North Dakota, the oldest dad, Bill, he's still farming and he's like in his wow. 90s. And, you know, he gave us a hard time. He's like, this isn't farming. You got air-conditioned cabs. Like, you know, <laughs> you guys are just spoiled. And it's like, I will take spoiled. <laughs> I like being soft. <laughs> so, so, David, Rosie, we're going to look at the passage from Galatians chapter 5. Oh, yes. I can hardly wait. Mm-hmm. Yes. PDM, this, do some teaching. Well, this has been a super yummy time. And, uh, well, it's a, when, when, it, when I say that, I'm talking about Scripture. And Scripture is just... Delicious! It's it's the word. It's the bread, and we want to get um, our you know our fill of it. And so, you know, one of the things is Galatians chapter five, and I'm going to read this this afternoon from NIV. Uh, we'll read the first twelve verses just to start. Uh, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 
Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you allow yourselves to be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he's obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. We'll stop here at this point because we're looking at this this section of um, one chapter one verse or chapter five verses one through about sixteen, and in this kind of section of scripture, Paul is uh, addressing the Galatian church who who as we were in Galatians two, we had these Judaizers coming in and they were trying to basically hamstring their faith. They were trying to lock them down and said, saying that it needed to be Jesus plus something else. And the something else gets announced here, that it was circumcision. And during that time, um, you know, Jews of that day, they would, they would talk about taking on the yoke of the law. And so Paul opens up this passage by saying, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, verse 1 really is kind of the central premise of the entire book. I mean, like, it's Paul's coming to this practical section, but he's summing up the last four chapters, and he's basically saying, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And, you know, really, as we look around at the world today, um, that's what people are desiring. I mean, even the things that are happening in Kiev uh, in the Ukraine, people are wanting to maintain their freedom, you know, and uh, Dr. King said it well, um, you know, whether it's, you know, Johannesburg, South Africa, whether it's Memphis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Mississippi, Kiev, Ukraine, or even, you know, anywhere that our listening audience is, is at, we desire to be free. And so that's one of the things that Paul opens up by saying, listen, you are free. You know, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And, and that's a beautiful thing because we, people feel that weight of bondage. You know, they feel that heaviness. They feel sometimes entangled uh, mm-hmm. to a number of things. And I think it's important for us to remember that Christ has called us to be free. I love it too, because I think, you know, further on when it talks about in verse 13, when we're free and we take down those boundaries or those confines that we've put around ourselves, it does, uh, there is joy in, in reaching out to other people to serve them without worry, without fuss, without any other, you know, ideology except the love of Christ. Right. And that is a joy filled experience. I think anybody who's just gone and done something nice for somebody, regardless if, you know, they fit into your lifestyle or not, it it is there's something very freeing about that. Oh, Rosie, you're so right on. And really, you've kind of summed up even what we would be looking at today is this. If, if there's anything from chapter five, verses one through 15, it's this. It's that Christ has set us free to serve one another in love, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what he's done. And it's so, so sometimes in looking at what freedom is, we have to look at what it's not. And, you know, as Paul talks about them not being lassoed and him, them not being entangled to a chain or a yoke of slavery. I love this story from uh, Jane Belasco and his book, 
uh, teaching elephants to dance, and he would describe how trainers would shackle young elephants with heavy chains to deeply embedded stakes. In that way, the elephants, they would learn to stay in their place. Older, powerful elephants, they would never, you guys, try to leave, even though they had the strength to pull the stake out and walk away. It was their conditioning that had limited their movements. And check this out. You, you know how big an elephant is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With only a metal bracelet around the foot attached to nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. They stand in their place. And the stakes aren't even there with these older elephants. And like powerful elephants, many Christians are walking around in chains, bound by earlier and conditioned restraints. And and that's one of the things that, you know, is a reality. And, and when we did the the, the two segments on um, division, where we talked about labels, uh, a number of us have had our own Judaizers in our lives mm-hmm. that have put labels and said, you know, you can't do that. Like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You know, and we had some wonderful comments from our listening audience um, that we've prayed for because we've heard those things. But truth be told, sometimes the Judaizers that are trying to put us in chains they're not actually out there. A number of us woke up this morning and looked in the mirror and saw a Judaizer ourself that mm-hmm. often says, you know, I'll always be this way. Nothing's ever going to change. Well, that works out for other people, but that doesn't work out for me. And those are, you know, when we, when I talked in our family, in my family with my children and my husband, we often talk about that as, you know, the only thing that needs to be repented in that is the fact that you listened because those thoughts are directly coming from the enemy. They're not that's not a God thought, right? And so we listen, we kind of grab hold to it, we make that part of our identification, and then you start responding like that, just mm-hmm. like the elephants. And so, you know, one of the ways to be set free, we talk about is, I don't receive that anymore for myself. That's not who I am as a daughter or son of Christ. And then Lord, show me the fullness of who I am in you. You know, that that's the way out of those thoughts that are in your head, but it's difficult. It's capturing each thought as it comes each day, thousand times a day sometimes. Yeah, and when we see that we now, these days, we see an average of six to 10,000 marketing images a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot that begins to speak to us. And, you know, Bill, I know one of the, the big reasons even our heart's desire for Faith Talk Radio is discipleship. You know, we're wanting Christ to transform us. And that's the importance um, you know, to our dear listening family of being plugged into a local assembly of perfectly imperfect people. I mean, I can tell you, New Hope Church was perfect, and then I showed up and jacked everything up. (laughs) But saying, being a part of a group of perfectly imperfect people while we move towards Jesus and take others with us, you know, that, that part of discipleship is needed. And, you know, if you're driving today and you're like, you know, I, I just, I don't know, would you give that perfectly imperfect group of people a chance again and, and join them and, and get connected in a life group, you know? Maybe linger a little bit after the church service instead of coming in five minutes after the service starts and leaving right away and connect with some people because we need one another on this journey. Mm. The gift of loitering. Ooh. It's good. It's wow. Al- it's also scary. It is a little scary. It is. I think, especially going back into churches where maybe you haven't, you know, ventured back into your church yet and not knowing where people have gone or what has happened in the church. And there you are 
loitering, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that Paul picks up in verse 2, he says to the, to the Galatians, he's saying, you know, first don't be entangled to a yoke of slavery and this yoke of circumcision. He's like, mark my words. And really he's saying, look, look, listen, listen. I, Paul, tell you, he gets very personal, that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised, and the language that's being used here is, is, is a, what's called subjunctive tense, meaning they hadn't done it yet, but they were considering it. And, you know, that, that has relevance for a number of people right now. Even as you're driving, even as you're listening to this again online, there are some things in your mind that you might be considering doing and you haven't done it yet, and you may be thinking it's not a big deal, it's just a little sin, but can I just say to you, sin will take you farther than you want to go, it'll keep you longer than you want to be kept, and it'll cost you so much more than you ever thought you'd have to pay. So if you're on this side of the part of considering, and maybe not quite springboarding, which we'll hear about later, into that, we just in love ask you to listen to the Holy Spirit on that. Good word, David Miles. Really nice. I like it. We'll take a little break. We'll continue our discussion on the Monday afternoon mix. We're in Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. Make sure you get your Bibles out when we come back. PDM, Rosie B., three of us, will be here for you. afternoon mix time pastor david miles rosie b that's just a that's just a nice jazz i mean like this is your walk-up music seriously like it makes like monday and monday like monday's another day it's the day the lord has made and so mondays can be just as good as saturdays i agree i hope music calms people down a little bit i mean i pick some of the bumper music to soothe people's nerves especially if they've had a tough day and it See, it's working. <laughs> Rosie, wake him up. He's Come asleep. Come on, oh, oh, David. Oh. See, it does work. That's, it does. That's soothingness. Yes. Oh, Just don't do what David did when you're driving. <laughs> when you're driving. Yeah. Yes, please don't do that. Clean up on 94. So let's get back to Galatians chapter 5, 1 through 16. Let's well, go to verse 3. You know, when Paul's sitting here telling them, um, if they let themselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value, the, the point there was... The Judaizers were trying to lay this yoke of works on them and saying, like, if you do these actions, you know, you're now going to be, quote, a real Christian. And so, and Paul goes on in verse 3 to say, again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he's obligated to obey the whole law. And and what I want what this means is this, Paul's saying, you're not just taking a piece of a Perkins pie you're having to take the whole pie. And so, and, and the Old Testament and Scripture would even say, um, you know, that unless you obeyed the whole law, 
you were guilty. And so Paul in verse 3, when he's saying this, he's like, I declare to you, because if you guys remember like Philippians chapter 3, Paul basically gives his pedigree. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm circumcised on the eighth day, born, you know, Benjamin, and, you know, uh, Hebrew of Hebrews, you know, Pharisee, keeper of the law, blameless. And he's like, I count all of that rubbish, dung. He goes, I count it hanging out in porta potty land compared to knowing Christ. And he's saying, Galatians, listen to me. If you're thinking you can earn your salvation, I had a double doctrine in following the law. And now you have a, you know, preschool education and think you can do the same. And he's like, at the end of the day, we all needed Jesus. And that's a beautiful thing about the gospel. Um, because like with working with youth too, you'll, you'll sometimes have conversations with people and you'll ask them to share like their testimony. And, you know, some people are like, I went through this and hell and high water. And then I remember hearing students say, well, you know, I just grew up in a Christian home and I really didn't go through anything, you know, and I asked Christ to be Lord of my life. I'm like, no, you didn't just do anything. <laughs> the beautiful part of that is even, even though you grew up in that setting and not everyone needs to go into the ditch, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you still need a Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, we all still need Christ to do this work inside of us. And really, all religions come down to two words. Do done all of them so either you save yourself by what you do so journey to mecca you know empty yourself of everything and go to nirvana you know uh go go to church when it's open all the time and listen you know going to church is not a bad thing but sitting in a church no more, no more makes you a Christian than sitting in your garage makes you a car. I mean, like you could say, I'm a Vobel, I'm a Vobel. No, you're still a human being. Um, but the part of doing, so, so we try to do. But the other word is done. It's what in biblical Christianity of what Jesus has done for us, that while we are yet sinners doing, that's what we were doing, Christ died for us. Past tense, that's what he's done. And so so a lot of times for us, we have to realize we're either gonna say we're either gonna sing Jesus paid it all or you paid it all. Because that's what it's coming to. And and the Bible says that Jesus, he paid it all. And that we're to trust in him for what he has done. That might be the shortest note I've ever taken on Monday afternoon mix. Do and done. It's beautiful. Yeah, you kept it simple there. Yeah, yes. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. I like it too. I won't. I, I shan't forget that. You nope. shan't. You shan't forget <laughs> me thinks, that. Me thinks me shan't. <laughs> yeah, because what's sweet is that in chapter three of Galatians, which is called the Magna Charta, Carta of Christian Liberty. I mean, like it just shows this beautiful thing of what God has done. Paul references the life of Abraham, which every Jewish pe- person would have known and adhered themselves to. But he makes the point here that Abraham trusted in God before the law existed. Oh, yeah. And and it was counted to him as righteousness. Right. Wow. Because the law came with Moses. Sure. You know, so, so that 
at beautiful things, so so dear friends, you know, and 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 we're going to get to this a little bit later um, when Paul talks about in verse verse thirteen when he says, "Don't use your freedom," and the word there literally means a springboard, a base of operations for a military hmm. uh, excursion. And he's saying, "Don't use your freedoms as a as an opportunity to sin, but instead, we're to use our freedom." to serve one another in love. And, and, and that's incredible. So whereas the law just keeps you in bondage, when we serve, or the word there actually means slave mm-hmm. one another, uh, you're actually making that decision, you know, and asking God to work in and through us to love other people around us. And it's, it's really a profound, it's really a profound thing. This gospel... I mean, like, really, it is, it is amazing because the God of the gospel is so beyond any superlative. Think of any word that we'd want to say, like, oh, that's hype. That, that's incredible. I won't use dope. Again, like I said, Rosie was dope that one day, and Bill was like, <laughs> I have to explain. And then I just did it again. <laughs> you know? Explain it again? No, it's I'm like, kidding. It's old, old school saying, like, that's really good. Um, but any any sort of thing, like, you know, that we use, it doesn't fully and adequately describe God as he is. And, and then yet he's given us this gospel and he invites us to know him. And here in this passage, we're seeing that he's called us to freedom, mm-hmm. to freedom. And Jesus said, whom the son sets free is free indeed. I mean, like, that is, that's just wow. It, it's not only wow, it's so important because then he can, you know, whenever Paul, especially Paul, you know, whenever he says, now stand firm then, I mean, he, when Paul, in Paul's written language, there's many times where he is just making sure that we get it. And and so for him to say, now stand firm then, that you maintain your freedom, to me that tells me this is a tension that is very hard or very easy to slip back into the law, probably mm-hmm. unconsciously or consciously trying to be right, potentially, um, that this is something that we take some work or some conscious effort to realize all the time that it is God who has set us free. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things is when you talk about this, Paul later says in verse 11, he talks about this being the offense of the cross um, you know, John Stott, who wrote, he said, the good news of Christ crucified is still a scandal today. It's grievously offensive to the pride of men. It tells them that they are sinners, rebels, under the wrath and condemnation of God, and that they can do nothing to save themselves or to secure their salvation, and that only through Christ crucified can they be saved. You know? Every, sometimes people just say, like, they have a guy, you know, like, hey, I have something going on. Hey, Bill, I know a guy or I know a gal. Mm-hmm. And you can refer them. In this situation, there's only one guy <laughs> that can help you with this problem. There's only one. And, um, you know, Peter, on a day of not capitulating, he said in Acts 4.12 that there's no name given unto man under heaven by which they can be saved, but the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. 
That's a great title for a book I'm not going to write. The Only <laughs> One. The Only One. So why not write it? Because. I think I could get a few people who could pray for you, <laughs> just a couple yeah. of our family and friends who could pray for you and give you strength to write that. That's kind of a cool idea. Not, but I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, somebody out there who's driving, you take that and you do that. And then you can write a note to Bill and say, Bill, thank you for that wonderful mm-hmm. thought. Dave, we got some great material coming out of this uh, text, Galatians 5, 1 through 16. We're nowhere near finishing it. Oh, no. We're going to be here for a little while. This is good. Yeah, and I, we want to come back to, you know, um, Sermon on the Mount because there's some beautiful things in that. But but let me just encourage people, get in your word because when you get in, you start finding all these really incredible, beautiful, encouraging things. And then as you and Patrick were saying earlier, God will lay something on your heart to share with someone. And so go ahead and do that. PDM, thanks so much for being with me and Rosie on the Monday Afternoon Mix. After a very short break, Dr. Ann Rathbone Bradley is going to join me. She's an economist, and we're going to learn all kinds of things on what's going on in our economy today. It's going to be very timely. Be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.